What's going on, spooky fans? This is your chillin' host, Ruben. You're gonna die up there. This is Quinn. Hi. <laughs> really? You're going with that first? Welcome to another episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. Um, this week, it is Quinn's movie pick, and was actually really surprised you decided to go with this movie. Well, I picked it because you faced your fears last week with arachnophobia, and uh, I had to pick this one because... We weren't allowed to even mention this movie in my house growing up. Really? Yeah. And I've seen it once before. Okay. And I watched it with three other people. Okay. And I didn't remember most of it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, the movie that we watched was... The Exorcist from 1973. Yep. One of the original... For me, in, in my repertoire of movie history, this is, it's one of the original scary, scary movies, you know? Yes. One of the ones that made it, like, super big, and it's just overly iconic now. Like, every, mostly everybody knows about it, heard of it. If they haven't watched it, they know of it due to other references, such as, like, Scary Movie 2. Yeah, Scary Movie 2. two. Mm-hmm. Um, the Simpsons, you know, doing just several references to So the many movie. people have referenced this movie. Yeah. It's, it's just everywhere. Yeah, it's just super iconic. So we watched it on demand. Um, yes, that was free Comcast. on Comcast uh, on Showtime. Yeah. Um, and so you said you've seen this movie before? Yes. Okay. And it, I'm guessing it terrified you, right? Yes. Okay. Very um, cool. I've well. always been very... This movie still made me deeply uncomfortable. Okay. Parts of it did. Um, other parts I was kind of... We'll get to it. We'll get to it and okay, we'll come yeah. to the review. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so for me, I actually have seen this movie um, a good couple, multiple times. Once um, with my roommates, uh, with my family, my brother, and stuff like that. And then also, like, I've just uh, cut it on passing. Uh, actually, on a school trip when we were at a hotel, like, you know, like, whenever you go on the school trips and they're like, okay, everybody, like, get your rooms and stuff. Well, one of the groups of people were all watching like, scary movies, and that one was just like on the TV, so we were all just watching it there at the hotel. No. What do you mean, no? Hard pass. <laughs> I'm a big fan of scary stuff, so I guess, yeah. No, no, it, it no, just no. Wanted, no? <laughs> we don't watch The Exorcist unless we're somewhere safe. Oh, no. Let's just go anywhere. It's fine. Nope. No. <laughs> well, do you want to start us off with this movie? Uh, sure. So this movie stars Ellen Burstyn mm-hmm. as Chris... Mick, Mick something. I didn't write down her last name. It starts with an M. Um, and Linda Blair as her daughter, Reagan. Yep. Incredible performances by both of them. Yeah. When did this movie come out? 1973. Wow, 1973. I know. There was a huge uproar about this movie when it came out. Yep. The, oh, yeah. And I, I remember a lot of that. Um, actually, from watching a documentary on... I don't remember what the movie was, what the documentary was called, but it was covering a lot of different like horror movies and aspects and things you may have not seen before. And there was a lot of places that actually were trying to ban this movie from theaters when it came out. Wasn't it Red, White, and Blood? No, that one was about Freddy Krueger. Oh. That was about the whole Nightmare on Elm Street series. That's a really good one. That too. one is a good one. Yeah. Wait, did you watch that? I thought I, I saw the that solo. Of it. Oh, okay. I was I gonna, oh, yeah. So you can see the whole thing. That, that was, that's like a great three-hour documentary thing, and just about the Nightmare on Elm Street series. So because we recommend that because it was really good. <laughs> yes. From what I saw. I want to see that again anyways. But continue. Go ahead. Keep going. So it opens. Um, we are... It doesn't really say where we are. No, it just starts... There's just this the, little kid in shorty shorts, barefooted, running through the desert, going, parkour. 
he didn't say parkour, but he was like jumping off of things and running through this dig site. Yeah, uh, where he meets this. I think they call him Professor. I don't. I don't remember what the closed captioning. They, they didn't said. really call him Professor. I mean, they called him Father, the father late, later on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he meets this. He runs up to this guy and is like, "Hey, we found something. Come look at it." And he digs in a hole and he finds this little bitty like medallion almost. That's um, it's like a. It's kind of like a. Well, no, no. Okay, yeah. He finds the coin first. A coin. And then he keeps digging because he's like, I think I see something else. And he finds like a statue with like a jackal's head kind yeah. of thing on it. And he kind of goes off wandering afterwards. He kind of goes back to his hotel and he's doing all this stuff. Weird stuff starts happening and I wrote down, oh, this man's cursed as shit. Cursed <laughs> as hell. And I feel like this section of the movie, honestly, could have been five minutes. Shortened? Yes, it could have okay. been shortened a lot. Because this whole scene where we see him sweaty and cursed, just wandering around wherever he is... Until he goes to the statue in the desert and these dogs are fighting and there's somebody staring at him. And then it's the statue and, ooh, creepy. And then, boom, we're in Georgetown. Yeah. Like, I feel like that whole section could have been shortened. Uh, yeah. No, no okay. I, I definitely see what you mean. Like, there's some parts in that beginning entrance that kind of like, okay, like, what does this all have to mean? I mean, it does build up throughout the movie. Kind of like you see different references of of it. Yeah. Um, but but no, I totally get what you mean. Like there definitely could have been like some just some some minor chopping. Some minor chopping. Yeah. There's a lot of things in this movie where it was like, okay, this is He's walking down the road now. Yeah, I got this, stuff to do this. and you're just showing people in seventies clothes walking around Georgetown. Like <laughs> I got let's go. <laughs> well, we are introduced to Georgetown, it's nighttime, and this woman is checking in on her daughter. And she hears these rattling and scuffling from her attic. Don't open your attic in a horror movie. Don't do it. She didn't. I know. She, she didn't. didn't. She see, didn't. See, so, yeah, so she she's did smart. It. She was smart. She, and keep going. I, I learned that uh, from the hard, in the hard way from another movie that we're going to cover on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't go in attics. And what is this room? This child's room, a four-post bed, like... Hardwood furniture. I know it's the 70s, but this is like a middle-aged woman's room. This is not a teenager's room. Well, I mean, she's an actress, too. That's. I'm guessing you're, you're going to touch on that right now. Yes. But she's got money. I mean, why not have the nicer things? If I had money, my kids wouldn't have a four-poster bed. Those little fuckers would be sleeping in a race car bed. Because that's cool. That's what kids want. <laughs> but it's also, okay, again, you just said it earlier. It was the 70s. I mean, some of that stuff was, that, that, that's what was common. That, that's what it was. It wasn't a race car bed. Okay, I guess. I mean, come on, put yourself in that era, you know? Okay, hold on. Did it work? No. No, I, you know, no. I was going to say, yeah, you're mine. not going <laughs> to go with it. But, yeah, so anyway, so she's checking on, uh, on, on her daughter, Reagan, that we find out that's her name. Uh, here's the, the scuffling up in, in the attic, and she just goes, like, the next day and tells the, uh, her... Carl, her... Carl. Assistant? Yeah. She's got money. She has three assistants. Telling you. She has Carl, Shannon, and the other older lady. I don't know. I was going to go with the maid, the... The assistant and, and the, the butler and the butler. Okay, we can do that. Or the handyman. The handyman slash yeah. butler. Yeah. Um. So she sees her daughter. She says, "Okay, good night." There's creepy shit in the attic, but we're good. Yeah. Good night. Well, the next morning, she's at work. 
and we realize that Chris is the lady and she's an actress and she's on set for a new movie and she's just kind of stressed out because it's a movie and the director's kind of weird, but her and the director are very close. Did you see the priest in this shot? Yeah, I did. He's in the background. Yep, I the, did. The I main, was, other main character. I was keeping an eye on that because I was like, oh, look, there there he is. She goes and she, she does her thing and he's walking away kind of hearing what she's doing on stage. And this is when we first hear the song, the song from the movie, the Tubular song, Bells. The, the very iconic song throughout uh, horror cinematic history. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. iconic song yeah. in horror history. He walks away. She goes home. She's hanging out with her daughter, Reagan. And her daughter's in the basement. She's an artist. She's like fooling around doing something. She made like a clay sculpture. Yeah, like a, of like a, a giraffe. A, yeah, a giraffe. Or, like, yeah, I think so. I was going to say a dinosaur, but no, yeah. might have been. I don't know. But the other one, she had like a turtle, a cat, a uh, um, peacock. A peacock. There, there was the peacock one with the peacock. Cool. But yeah, so I would go with the giraffe. She is down in the basement and they're talking or whatever. And Reagan is like, oh, hey, I found a Ouija board. No, her mom finds it whenever she's putting the, the giraffe thing to, to dry. And there she's like, go. hey, what is this? Where did you find this? And she's like, oh, around. And the mom like keeps like pestering questions on her. Like, okay, are you sure? Like, where did you find it around? Where was it? And she's like, oh, it was in a closet upstairs kind of thing. And we also find out that, that she's actually, that Chris is pretty much like renting the house. So I think so, That's yeah. why some of the stuff was already there prior to her. That explains a lot yeah. of why the, there's so, no posters or anything for yeah. the kid. So Chris ends up telling her like, oh, well, let's play. Let's go ahead and, and play. And she's like, oh, I play by myself all the time. And you're like, wait, what? Because mm-hmm. again, spooky fans, if you know this, do we mess with Ouija boards? We do no. not. No. My parents you do not had a mess strict with the Ouija board. were not allowed in our house. More so my mom than my dad. I don't think my dad cared. But um, my mom did. I mean, if, if anybody's watched anything from any kind of horror movie, any kind of horror show, paranormal, uh, yeah, paranormal caught on on tape or whatever if it's a from like the travel channel or, or even ghost hunters a ouija board is a is not just a game spooky fans it is no, a it is not it is legitimately a door to other things that is and what is your, okay just, and if you want to use like, one if you want to use a ouija board follow the rules I that's guess. between you and jesus but what what is the number one rule when using a ouija board you always say goodbye. You always have to say goodbye. You, you gotta have to close, close you the have connection. To close the connection. It's like talking on your phone long distance. Sorry, kids that are listening nowadays. You don't have long distance anymore. But be like di- butt dialing long distance and just leaving it on. And yeah, instead of a high bill, that. it's demons. Yeah, pretty much. So you have to say goodbye <laughs> when using a Ouija board. So, please. Yeah. And she finds out, uh, Chris finds out, that Reagan has been talking to Mr. Howdy. Yes. Which is her friend in the Ouija board, who doesn't think that Chris is very pretty. Yeah, because he doesn't answer anything. But you actually do see, um, if you focus on on the Ouija board when they're talking, the planchette moves on its own. Like, I was trying to pay attention to it. None of them was, was touching it or anything like that. And Chris was like, "Oh, hey, you didn't like you didn't have to push it." Whenever she's like, "Hey, let me play," the planchette moved on her own. Reagan has her hands on the other on like on the ends of the table. Yes, because she's kind she's of not, staring yeah, at like, it. Staring at it. She's like, it's not even moving. Like she had nobody's touching the planchette when that when it moves. Did you you didn't notice? I that? didn't notice it at all. Yeah, no, that was, that's like one of the first creepy signs you start getting in the movie. I honestly wanted to watch this movie, but it was I was sort of like trying not to watch it at the same time because this oh, movie you makes think, me very uncomfortable. Say, oh, okay, still. no, I watched Arachnophobia, and I even like was wanting to cover my eyes so many times. Oh no, I watched I did, it. I didn't so. cover my eyes, but I was like, <laughs> I don't, 
I don't want to invest in this. I will watch this, but I'm not. I don't like it. It makes me deeply uncomfortable. We're now introduced to the priest. We actually get to kind of know him a little bit. I didn't know this. Um, did what? you know priests were allowed to drink and smoke and carry on? Yes. Because I didn't. Yes. Yeah. Certain. Certain. Well, I don't know if it's like certain ones. Because again, don't quote me on this or anything. But I have heard that, um, like a priest or a pastor or. I don't remember which ones, but yes, they, they, some of them can still drink. Some of them can still like do other things. Like they're not just, it's not like, Hey, that's all. It's not all it's Jesus all, all the time. Simple. Yes. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Like it is, but it isn't simple. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. So we find out it's, his name is Dr. Karras. The father, uh, father, yeah. Ka- father. I don't, I, I well, cause he is a doctor in, 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 he is uh, a psycholo- psychologist. He is a doctor in psychology. So they do call him. I mean, some people call him doctor, but for the most part, they call him, uh, father, father. Dr. Karras. Father Karras or Father Damien? Father Damien, yes. Um, we we are introduced to him and his grim, or his mother. I'm his mother. Call her grandma. I don't know For why. Shame. She's Greek and she lives on her own. He says... Someone needs to be here to see you. You're you, injured. You have a bad leg. You know, you, you need human interaction kind of thing. And she's like, no, I want to stay here in my house. I'm not leaving my house. You're not taking me away from my house. And he's like, okay, fine. Bye. Yeah. And he leaves. And uh, we next see another priest is walking with arrangements, bringing them into a church, uh, I guess, to present, you know, to have them there for for mass. For mass. Mm-hmm. That priest had to have been jacked because from personal experience, those arrangements are heavy. <laughs> They're very heavy. How he was just carrying one in each hand. I mean, maybe fl- fake flowers. Maybe fake flowers, but real flowers with all that water and foam, those things are heavy. That, those yeah. are two-handers each. Yeah, those, that's probably fake flowers. For One for movie and then two just to kind of keep them for services so they last longer. Yeah, they're probably all silk. It's a possibility. I don't know. He walks into the sanctuary and sees that somebody's defiled the Virgin Mary statue mm-hmm. by adding like horns and weird blood stuff to it. Mm-mm. I don't like that. Yeah. I draw the line at, like, religious iconography being used for <laughs> evil. That's hard pass. <laughs> so, Reagan is... Oh, so, yeah, we jump back to uh, to Christian Reagan. Yes. So, in this movie, there is a lot of jumping back and forth a lot. to telling both of their stories and where they meet up. Yeah, until they yeah. converge together. Exactly. So, with that, we actually end up, like you said, we end up going back and seeing Reagan. And it's her birthday... And Chris is trying to get a hold of Reagan's uh, dad. You know, hey, he won't even call or anything like that. And you can kind of tell, like, it really bothers her. And I think that's one of those things that starts, you know, uh, negative energy starts awakening more. Yes, it kind of pulls it, it, negative energy towards yeah, that. It, it, it powers it up, I guess. It, it feeds off of it. So it gets to the next scene where Chris is actually asleep in her bed. She hears the phone call and she's like, yes, okay, I'll get to the, I'll get to the shooting site. Let me change. I'll be right there. We have to redo this shot. Okay, cool, whatever. And she looks over and sees Reagan in her bed, and she's like, what are you doing here? And Reagan says, well, I couldn't go to sleep last night because the bed wouldn't stop shaking. Well, you you got to take the quarters out. You can't. <laughs> you have to take the you quarters. You can't leave the quarters in it. <laughs> oh, man, I wish happy, happy hands or whatever yeah. it was called, the massaging fingers and stuff. Do they still have those? N- not hotels I've stayed in. I was, say, I was like, I haven't seen those in a while. I would love Maybe that. like motels? A bed that vibrates? I'm here for it. A I massage mean, bed? Yeah, a massage bed? Because I was going to say, like, I haven't seen those or like water beds at all in like 
in hotels oh, water anymore. beds are terrible ideas oh man just think of like if you're drunk in the water bed there's Oh god, that would be so bad. But anyways, so she tells her that uh, that's our that's our second bed. podcast, uh, spooky husband hotel room hour, yeah. where we talk about <laughs> hotel rooms and what's weird about them. Oh, like the clown hotel. Yeah, the clown hotel. We'll turn the lights off for you. <laughs> We're the opposite of Tom Bode. <laughs> anyway, so Reagan says that the bed is um, is shaking, and the mom's like, "Oh yeah, okay, whatever. That's that's just weird." So she goes and does the shoot, comes back, and it's already kind of late at night, and they start, uh, I guess, a, a release party? A, a, they have a, a party. A, a casting party. Kind of, guess, yeah, yeah. Because everybody is, is there from, uh, from, from the shoot. This dress that Chris wears. That was very pretty. It was actually really, really so pretty. So pretty. And so everybody, you know, the party's going on. Reagan's uh, asleep in her room kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, which we think she's asleep, but she kind of wakes up. And, and the director is belligerently drunk. Yep. Wandering around. Calling a person a Nazi. And they're not like, even from... He's from Poland. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, you're a Nazi. No, I'm not. Calm down, bro. Exactly. Well, they push him out. They tell him, go. Your car's at the curb. Mm-hmm. Have a have a night. Yeah. Have a good time. Not yeah. a good night. Just have yeah, a night. Just get out of here. And... They all kind of retire to the parlor where they're playing piano, and Reagan comes down, and she's in her, her little nightgown. She looks at, we, it's an astronaut. We were kind of introduced to him in one of the conversations back in the beginning oh, of the yeah, party. Oh, yeah, where she's like, do you like him? Yeah. And she's talking to her mom about that. Yeah. And she looks at the astronaut, she says, you're going to die up there. And then she just pees on the floor. Yep. And her mom grabs her and is like, what's wrong with you? She carries her upstairs or whatever and is bathing her. And as she puts her in bed, Reagan is like, what's wrong with me, mom? Well, Reagan, I'm going to tell you right now, as an outsided person, you just pissed on the floor. So let's put that at the top of the list of things that are wrong with you. And we'll just work from there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. So, yes. So after that, we cut to another scene where we uh, see Father... um, I wrote a, I wrote his nickname down in the book. Uh, Dimmy. Dimmy. Father Karras. Father Karras. And he's having a beer with one of the other priests, and he's telling him, like, hey, you know, my mother just died. This is all happening. Um, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I missed the part. So we actually go to Father Karras where his uncle? Yes, yeah, his, his uncle. uncle. Tells him that, hey, we had to put your mom in a hospital, like in a psych ward, because apparently she started talking to her to herself and people on the thing, and she hurt her leg again. And this Father Karras was like, her. "You didn't, need, you don't have the right to do that kind of stuff." And he's like, "Well, if you wouldn't have been a priest and actually done something with your life, yeah, if you were you know, a real doctor, yeah, if you would have, done, you could have uh, helped prevent her." So this is really on you. And everybody starts kind of giving him this, the short end of the stick, which is kind of BS. That's bullshit. I mean, yeah, you know, he's he was there trying to help. He's doing everything. the Lord's work. You, you know, he's yeah, he's trying to help out a lot of people, and so. He goes to his mom, and his mom is like, why did you do this to me? You did this to me. Your uh, your uncle told me that you uh, wanted all this and stuff like that. And this he's like, no, fault. I'm going to take you home. And she's like, I don't want to go with you. I don't want Like, And you can tell like her heart is pretty much just broken. Yeah. You know? And a couple of days later, she ends up passing away. And he feels that guilt. Like He feels that it's it's him that did it. It's, it kind it, of- it, it, it's his fault kind of thing. That's what he always ends up going with. And he starts telling another priest that, hey, I think I've, I've lost my faith. Yeah, it kind of breaks his faith. Yeah. Because he thinks he's doing, like, he's trying his best to do good, mm-hmm. and it's not. 
And then it sucks that everybody's starting to tell him, too, hey, this is your fault. Hey, look what you did. Like, that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where we see Father Harris again uh, having that beer that you were talking about and talking to the other priest. Well, then again, we go ahead and do another little jump scene. (laughs) And we're back at Chris's house. Yeah. No, uh, at the hospital. Oh. Because that was when they were like, I don't know what's wrong with you. We're going to go and let's go find out. I have pop quiz hot shot for this section of the movie. Okay. And a sidebar. All right. Okay. So in this scene, we see Reagan is getting a lot of tests done. She's getting, um, I guess what would be now an MRI. Mm -hmm. It sounds like they're parking a dump truck over her face. It was very loud and I was, I would be unsettled if I was her. Um, So sidebar about this scene. The guy with the beard that is helping get her ready to get scanned Mm -hmm. was actually convicted of murdering someone and then confessed to killing six other people. He was a serial killer actively filmed in this movie during his reign as a killer guy. Shut up. Uh-huh. What was... Did he have a name? I can't... Like a, a it, wasn't like a, it wasn't like a killer name. Oh, okay. Because he confessed after the point. Yeah. Uh, but people have covered him. Uh, Georgia and uh, Karen have covered him on My Favorite Murder. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's creepy. Also, um, you know... That I talk about weird stuff because that's just my comfort. Constantly. I had to get an MRI a few years ago. Okay. And as I'm going to the machine, I start laughing. And the lady that's running the machine, she's like, you good? And I was like, oh, yeah. But did you know? And of then course, I just told her the you did. whole story of course you did. being a serial killer. And she was like, oh. okay, sweetie. Okay, here you go. Enters the machine on and just like, shut him up. Yeah. Just just enter the machine. <laughs> just stay still, sweetie. Don't say anything else. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're going to probably just lock you up one day because they're like, this dude is just out of his mind. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> So, yeah, so they end up doing, like, the MRI. They do a, a spinal tap. I don't know if it was a spinal tap, but they stuck some shit in her neck, and it grossed me out. I think that's what it because that's what the guy said. He, we have to do another spinal uh, another spinal thing. Yeah, so they so I, I, did a brain scan, and then something, they did an injection in her neck. Yeah. And I was researching the movie. Uh, when this first came out, people were fainting and stuff during the viewings, and this was... Part of it was yeah. this scene specifically got people. Uh-huh. I was uh, actually, yeah, I have some stuff written down about that, oh. too, that I'll cover in a little while. Okay. Because it, it, the stuff I have written down wasn't more about the movie. It was more about, like, the results from the movie. Yes. So I'll cover oh, that yes. at the end of it. Like, see if, if you knew of any of the stories or anything like that that happened. But, yes, so she gets that. And the doctor says, she's perfectly fine. We don't know what's wrong with her. But there's probably this... She might have a seizure. She might have yeah. contusions on her brain. Yeah. So it, 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 it's it's just her thrashing about. And Chris is like, no, no, I was there. Like That's not my that's daughter. That's not my daughter. That was not a seizure. She wasn't just flailing about. Like Her bed was shaking with me on it, yeah. sir. This right. isn't just her having seizures. And, of course, the doctors are like, yeah, okay, whatever. You're paranoid, too, or whatever. You know, it, it probably runs in the family. Blech. Yeah, exactly. Women, you know how hysterical they are. <laughs> so after that, we see a detective. Wait. No, Mrs. Spot. Sorry. So they keep telling her that uh, Reagan is perfectly fine, and Reagan is starting to slowly and slowly get worse and worse and worse. Her face is starting to get more pale. And marks. Uh-huh. There's a freezing temperatures in the room, 
And for any of my paranormal hunters out there with me, you know that um, sudden drop of temperature means ghosts, ghosts, demons, something. It can result in many, many, many of things. But that is one of your first inclinations of, hey, there is something wrong here. And it was cold enough where you legitimately needed new, new jackets and you could see your breath. I know somebody who professionally works with ghost hunters. We can reach out to her. <laughs> and get all the definitions. Yeah, I mean more. Yeah, I think she listens to this. You know who you are. <laughs> this scene where we see Reagan slipping more and more. I hated it. I this scene was not okay with me. No, no. Um, Gave me the willies. <laughs> uh, parents, if you're listening, close your ears. She masturbates with the crucifix. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is, like, super explicit stuff, but, yeah, but, I mean, anybody that's seen the movie has seen this. Like, it is, she goes full-on, like... I hated it. Like, that's... Like a middle finger to the man upstairs kind of thing. Yeah, she's, like, like she says some filthy yeah. stuff. This scene, did you have a note about this scene? Because I have another note about this scene. I know, go ahead and say your note. background thing. So, they're like, stop fornicating yourself with a cross, you psycho. And Reagan throws Chris across the room against the wall and she screams and she stands up and she's like, oh, help my daughter. That scream was actually a real scream because when the people pulling the harness that she was wearing under her clothes pulled her backwards, permanently damaged her back. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember hearing about that, that they actually hurt her. So a lot of like the, yeah, that So her scream was a real... Was a legit blood-curdling scream. Yeah, where she was hurt. And that happens three other times in this movie as something's, mm -hmm. somebody's real reaction, erection in the movie is a real reaction. Yeah. Also, I want a sidebar right now. Okay. Uh, from where I'm sitting in our at our recording studio, Yeah. I can see the jackets we have hung by our front door. It's freaking the crap out of you, it isn't is it? It's freaking me out because it looks like there's a man standing <laughs> Do there. Do we need to like switch spots or something? No, because we're 25 no. minutes in. <laughs> so... I will no, suffer. I can, I, can, I can totally see that. Now. I'm looking over there at our, at our uh, coat rack, and yeah. That's amazing. I mean, you never know. See, okay. You're like, stop it, Ruben, stop it. <laughs> Quinn doesn't fucks with demons, guys. That is one thing. I'll make moon water. I'll do some meditation, some past life regression. Ouija boards? Nope. No, ma'am. Mm -mm. I don't mess with those either. Demons? We don't do it. No. Nope. Demons and children? Not happening. <laughs> This this was the trifecta. This was all of the things that I don't fucks with. <laughs> and it's made me very uncomfortable that I've actually watched this movie right now. Are we going to have to watch like Elmo or Sesame Street after this? I feel like I need to call one of my youth preachers. <laughs> That's fantastic. I feel like I need to call a spiritual advisor oh, and be like, Don't worry, we'll, we good, we'll, fam? Uh, we'll salt the, the windows and doors and everything. I'm not Catholic, but I need to go confess. You go. <laughs> I'm sure that they're still open. Miss Legio, I know you go to a Catholic church. Hit me up. <laughs> so, it's all downhill from here, folks. Yeah. If that was shocking, it's all downhill. Yeah. No. So, it's... Uh, yeah. Because the movie does go a little bit slower um, in the beginning part, and then it does start to pick up more and more, and you actually start to see a lot more of these changes and everything with Reagan and Dr. Caressus. So, the next thing after that is... Reagan starts to get worse and worse, and the bed, I guess, keeps shaking. Everything's going on. She ends up calling the doctors that are telling her, oh, she's fine and everything like that, and they make a house call. They make a house visit, and they see um, 
They see Reagan and they're like, oh, uh, she is – the reason she's freakishly strong all of a sudden and, and the bed is levitating. It's like the that um, that whole situation, uh, mother sees her, her child stuck under a car and all of a sudden she can lift a car up with no problem. She got crazy strength. Yeah, and Chris is like, bullshit, you guys don't know what's wrong with her. What am I paying you for? Y'all are all – Dumb. Personally, I've been pissed off before. My bed has never levitated. So Right? I mean, I've never had that happen. I mean, it'd be cool, but... But, yeah. And so, finally, the doctor's like, hey, maybe we should go ahead and talk to a psychiatrist because medically, medically speaking, she's perfectly fine and we have no idea what's wrong with her. So they start talking to a psychiatrist. She ends up getting 88 psychiatrists mm-hmm. to kind of do stuff. And they go through this whole... Uh, hypnosis scene too where like they kind of put her under and it's like hey okay who are you are you comfortable you need to answer my questions is mr howdy talking with us in there does she have split personalities and she grabs this this doctor by the dick mm -hmm. and starts biting him yeah like just yeah She she attacks him whenever he pretty much like coerces the the demon that's inside of her to come out it's very reminiscent of that scene in the conjuring 2 when they find out oh, who yeah. the, the possessed the who, demon is, yeah, exactly. Very reminiscent of that. So yeah, I can well, see I mean, it. I, they probably pulled it from that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely inspired by it. Exactly. So from that, the doctors again are telling Chris that they have no idea what what is wrong with Reagan, and finally they're like, "Hey, do you have religious beliefs?" And she's like, "No, neither does Reagan. I don't. We don't really come from a religious background or anything like that." And they're like, "Well, you could try this, but this is just—it's just for show, kind of stuff." And go get an exorcism from the church, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And so she ends up going back to the house, and this is actually where the, where you were talking about that scene where they pulled her too hard because when she got hit, yeah, because Reagan pretty much is like levitating and like slaps her uh, across the room. And Dualipa, she's levitating. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And this is now actually where both of the stories of Doctor or not Doctor. See, now you got me saying Doctor. Doctor Father Karras. <laughs> of Father Karras and uh, Chris, they intertwine because uh, she calls for help, and she's like, she's like, hey, I, I need, I need somebody to come see her, and he's like, okay, I'll, I'll come and talk to her and stuff like that, but I'll got to come and see her as a psychiatrist. And Chris is like, no, I need an exorcism. My daughter is – something's wrong with my daughter and she needs an exorcism. And he says – And he's skeptical too because, again, you know, with exorcisms, even like – I want to say even to today. It's a process. It, it is a very big process. It's a very long and length, lengthy process because they have to make sure that it, it's genuine. I think back in the 70s it was harder. Now I think you only have to go up to the archdiocese level. Previously, you had to go all the way to the Vatican. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, they always had to contact the Vatican. Yeah, to to get any authorization for an exorcism or a spiritual cleaning on some. Can you imagine being a cardinal and you get a phone call? It's, fuck, it's the Warrens again. Hey, but when they... what doll is possessed now, guys? <laughs> Three Hail Marys, but holy water, we're good. Whatever. Most of the time, I would. I'm sorry if they would call. I would be like, okay, nope, this is a legit one. Like we don't have to do background. They know what they're talking about. Let's just give them what they want, kind of thing. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, but no. So definitely, like, and especially since a lot of other uh, people and faith, not faiths, I guess. Really not trying to like mix medical science and, and religion too much, mm-hmm. but 
a lot of people from the medical side don't see it as that back in the day. Well, you know, they, they, they always made fun of it. Um, back in, the, I want to say it was the 60s or 70s, there was that German girl, Annalise, I can't remember her last name. Uh, she became possessed and she wound up dying from malnutrition while they were doing the exorcism of her. It's what the movie yeah. The Exorcism of Emily Rose uh, is based Emily off. Emily Rose is based off, yes. Because yes. that's where they're like, oh no. So I kind of see everybody's suspicion as like... Yeah, like you want to make sure. And even even the church just wants to make sure that's like, hey, are, is somebody pulling our leg? Is this just for show? What's yeah. going on, you know? And so uh, Father Chris sees Reagan and Reagan's like, oh hey, I know you. Um, Sup, bro? Yeah, like, like pretty much. She's just like, yeah. She's like, hey, what's going on? Um, you killed your mom. Good job for you. Hey, me and you are friends now because you killed somebody too. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Don't talk to me. And he asked Chris, like, hey, did you tell her that I was a priest? Did you tell her that my mother just died? And Chris is like, no, she didn't know any of that. And so he's starting to get a little bit more suspicious. And he has recorded the conversation with her. And at the end of the conversation, or the conversation that he has with Chris, he goes back to his house or his apartment, and he's listening to the recording. And she's speaking different languages, which was one of the prerequisites for them telling for, the church. Mm-hmm. And the the voices, um, he plays them backwards in English. And yeah, one of the people from the church is like, "Nope, that's not any any other weird language. That's English." And he's like, "How is that English?" And they're like, "Yeah, look, listen to it." And it, he plays it backwards, and yeah. He's the Reagan starts saying, "Fear the priest, fear the fear the priest Marin, fear the priest Marin." Hmm. Hmm. Right? Who's Marin? Is that is that the demon's How name? The turntables. What's going on? You know. And uh, the father. Um, I'm just going to call him uh, Father Karras. Dang it! What was his first name? Damien. Damien. Father Damien. I'm just going to call him so Father Damien. So um, He. Does like little tests and stuff like that because he ends up seeing her like two or three more times before he contacts the church because yes. again got to make sure. So he does. He tells Chris that hey, I uh, splashed regular tap water on her, but she freaked out because I told her it was holy water. So is it, um, you know, sub- not subliminal? Uh, what's the word, man? I cannot is think it of the words right now. Psychosis, yes, or is it yeah, possession? Are, are, yeah, are you making yourself sick? Because you're you're thinking you're sick. Or is it, oh, she's a moody teen. She's got hysteria. (laughs) It's hormones. It's hormones. (laughs) Whatever. So when he keeps playing it back and back, he finally gets enough courage. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to take this to the church. Shows them all the evidence he's got. And they're like, yep, you have basis for everything. You want to perform the exorcism, don't you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Like, I want to make sure. This is real. And so the church ends up telling him, hey, let's go ahead and call um, this other father, Tom, that has had experience in the past um, with an with an exorcism back about twelve years ago um, with this boy from Africa, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, go ahead and call Father Marin. Boom! There's your there's Beware your little the there, Father yep, Marin. There's your connection. She knew that Marin was coming, and again, if maybe that was part of the the movie scripting or not, but it, it makes it very. Very creepy. Yeah. About it all. The demon knows. Yeah. Which we actually don't know the name of the demon. You find out, I Never. think, in the credits. It actually says who oh, it is. Oh, yeah. It says the demon's name or anything like that. But you actually don't find out the name of the demon until later on in the series. Because there is the ex- uh, there's the movie Exorcism, and which is the, the prequel to The Exorcism. Yes. Yeah. 
which is pretty it's which that one's an interesting movie too if you haven't seen that one you're like i'm not watching that no Ruben, probably not you're dumb <laughs> the only exorcist connected movie i will watch now is probably repossessed and it stars leslie nielsen so it's fine <laughs> okay so from there um tom Marin comes in and we get our first we get our signature screenshot scene of the light coming from the lamppost or the, or the window and you just see the fog rolling in and you have the the iconic music and where he's standing outside the front door that gave you chills didn't it mm-hmm. yep i saw your face when we were watching it and you're just like tensed up so much and i was like oh here we go this is what's gonna be cool i am 32 and Tubular Bells, which is the song from this, and the X-Files theme song, immediate chills. And not in a good way. They immediately both make me just shut down. Shut down. Well, from this, um, Father Damien sees Father Marin, and they're like, oh, okay, hey, what's going on? Uh, let's get started and stuff. And Father Damien's like, don't you want to rest or anything? And he's like, nope, let's do this now. So they go in, into Reagan's room. They get changed, and Father Marin tells... Um, Damien, hey, she's going to tell you lies. She's going to tell you truth. She's going to tell you stuff that's going to be all mixed in with everything together. You can't listen. You can't do any of that. Don't. She's a demon. She's going to yeah, fuck with you. Don't don't mess with it at all. Okay? So they go in, and they start just right then and there, out of the blue. He's like, okay, no, let's go ahead and start the exorcism, and starts going to town on it. And you can tell she's in pain. She turns her head all. She does that the whole let me turn my whole head completely around and you hear the bones popping uh-huh. and cracking. And she does the iconic vomit scene yep. where she throws up pea soup. Anderson's yeah. pea soup. They tried Campbell's. They didn't like the way it looked. Yeah. And this was one of the scenes where when Dr. Karras gets spit on by her and he goes, Wah! and he yeah. like wipes it. It was supposed to hit him in the forehead. Not in the Or eye. in the chest. And it actually hit him directly in the mouth. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, so his so reaction gross. is so genuine, genuine because they too, shot it directly into his mouth. Oh, that's so bad. Well, as the exorcism keeps going on and on and on, we start seeing... Did you notice this uh, with Father Marin? Mm-mm. He started getting more paler and paler. He started getting whiter and whiter and whiter. Really? Yeah, and you can start seeing his breath a lot thicker. So it looks like they did drop the temperature more in the room, stuff like that. But... It was actually him dying. He kept slowly, slowly dying. Because he was fighting the whole, this. The whole yeah. Estrogen. yeah. Um, and you could tell like his hair was starting to get whiter and whiter. It, I didn't catch that either uh, until like after what happens happens. Yeah. And, you know, so they go through everything like that. They go through the exorcism and Reagan is levitating off the bed. She's, the bed's levitating. The bed's levitating. She's talking shit. Yeah. She's telling Karis his mom sucks cocks in hell. Uh, yeah. And, you know, just kind of just doing everything that, that Reagan can to kind of fuck with them. Mm-hmm. And so finally, like she ends up passing out and they're like, okay, cool. Break time. Let's, let's we got to wash the vomit off. Yeah, let's go let's take a that. break. So father, uh, father Marin goes to the bathroom and you can see him. He's starting to take like his pills again. Cause he's shaking. He's looking like, he's about to roll over. Yeah, he's about to keel. Um, Father Damien ends up going back into the room to kind of just check her out to see, like, hey, how's she doing and everything like that. And that's whenever Reagan starts telling him about his mom and starts answering. And he has a breakdown. 
Yes, because he starts seeing his mom. Yeah, he starts seeing his mom, and Reagan's like, why did you do this to me? This, you know, I thought you loved me. This was your fault. Like, everything. And he's just like, shut up, shut up. And he breaks down, and Father Marin comes in the room and is like, what are you doing in here? Get out. You're, like, you're giving yourself an open window to the thing. Yeah. Stop it. Kicks him out, and then continues to, and proceeds to continue the exorcism solo. You can't do an exorcism solo. Like, like, you have to you, have backup. You got, yeah, you need somebody there to help you. And so from that, um, Father Damien is downstairs and starts talking to Chris again. And Chris is like, please don't let my daughter die. And he's like, no, you know what? I'm not going to. No one's going to die tonight kind of thing. And he, you can see like he kind of gets his gusto back. Yeah, he gets and, his faith. It kind of His faith is restored. Yeah. And he ends up going into the room. And that's where we see Reagan now unchained from the bed laughing because Father Marin is now dead on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's killed him essentially with her yeah, demon powers. Exactly. I mean, something happened. And we we just don't know. And Karis runs in and he's like, "You know what? I'm finishing this. I got to get this done." And he starts hardcore beating the crap out of he her. He starts beating the shit out of this girl. Well, demon. And he essentially gets on top of her and tells her. Take me, take me. Come Why to don't me. you take me? Yep. And we see his face start to kind of change, and there's flashes, and he gets possessed. And everyone runs upstairs that's in the house to see Reagan crawling away, screaming for her mom, and he's kind of possessed and like flailing, and he throws himself out of the window. Yeah, right before he loses his, the rest of his uh, humanity, yeah, he jumps yeah, out the window. He jumps out the window to take the demon with him mm-hmm. and goes down the stairs. That the director went down that died. Yeah. Oh, we didn't cover that. We part. didn't cover the director died. Yeah. Well, sorry, folks. The director died too. Yeah. Well, it's because these stairs <laughs> are right outside of her window, and yeah. they're like at a sixty degree angle and cobblestony. They look dangerous as hell. Yeah. Like wrong. Uh, if it rains, I would you're not take gone. the stairs. You're yeah. Gonna, you're gonna slip down and you're gonna die. In itself, anyways. So he jumps out the window, he lands at the bottom, and another priest sees him and reads him his last rites. And Reagan is, she's not possessed anymore. Mm-hmm. She looks normal, yeah. Like, even, like, the cuts on her face have all, like, diminished and look like just little scars Little now. marks and everything. Yeah. And Chris is like, okay, cool. Uh, you're not possessed anymore. I guess it's time for us to go. <laughs> and they decide to, you know, we're done with this house. We're going to leave. Yeah. And they pack up everything. And as they're leaving, one of the the priest that read him uh, Karis's last rites comes up and says, "You know, hey, how's everything going?" And Chris says, "Well, she doesn't remember anything. She doesn't remember yeah. any of it." And he's like, "Well, good. Call me if you need anything, whatever." And they get in the car, and as they're leaving, she calls him over to the car, and she gives him the necklace that Doctor or that Father Damien was wearing whenever he was performing the exorcism. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. we realize is the coin from the beginning of the movie. Yep. Yeah, it's the same coin. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Of that. And then that's... That's where the movie the ends. the movie ends. So, over... Okay. So, overall, let, let, let's give our ratings first before I, I tell you some little other little snidbits about the movie. Okay. Okay, so, from a person that t- got terrified of this movie... I'm as giving younger, it a five. You're going to give it a five? Will I watch it again? No. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would definitely give this movie a five. Um, you, you know what? No. No? I take that back. Ooh, okay. I'm giving it four chopped up camp counselors. Okay. I'm deducting one chopped up camp counselor. 
Just because it, it was slow? Because I have things to do. Oh, uh, yeah. And there were parts that could have been See, cut, I And that's, that's what I was going to actually get to. I'm, I'm still going to say it was a five just because of the fact that it wasn't. it's not your typical style of a horror movie where it's like just... Jump scares. Jump scares and straight from the get-go. It was. It is a more supernatural cinematic buildup mm-hmm. of it to bring in that fear. You know, that, okay, that this is going weird. This is what's going to happen. What is she going to do next? You know, like, what's going on? What religious so, icon is she going to put in an orifice next? <laughs> right? You know? And some of those disturbing images, it... They come like straight out of left field, and you're like, okay, wow, I did not see that coming. You yeah, know, so again, was... it's not, it's more horror based to me uh, mentally than it is like scary monsters and yes, stuff it like gets that. you, you know in a I mean? weird. You're you're kind of caught between things that humans fear naturally, and yeah. also your religious fears. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where it gets me. Is I'm like, this is a hot button thing. This is hitting a lot of different things that I do not like. Yeah, it just makes you feel very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? And, okay, so you're giving it a four. I give it a five. Definitely, if you have not watched this movie, it is something you should really just go and see. Yes, it is a little bit slow because it is a movie from the 1970, from 1973, but it's still very iconic to today's, uh, to today's movies. A lot of producers and... Uh, writers and everything have actually sampled multiple things from this movie. Yeah, a lot know? of there's a lot of references and God, what is that word? Uh, homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is homages? That homage? I guess I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but some of the snippet stuff that I was going to tell you about was okay. So when this movie came out, a lot of places, like I said earlier, were actually trying to get it banned. And the reason that they were trying to get it banned is because you actually touched base on this. The, the medical scene was making people sick and stuff like that. But after, people were starting to say that they were seeing things. People were starting to say that, you know, hey, this movie um, made me feel not just very uncomfortable, but they started getting sick. They started getting headaches. They started getting, like, they started passing out in the theaters when it happened. Yeah. So it, it wasn't just um, the medical scene. It was a bunch of stuff so after people were getting like movie theaters were hearing about this some states were like nope we're not playing that movie here we're not doing any of that like that movie is going to be banned they actually um changed the rating at the last moment before releasing the movie really yeah it wasn't actually going to be an x-rated movie oh wow with i mean i mean no nudity or anything like that in it or whatever yeah but it was the rating higher than a rated r yeah. But then they changed it because they were like, okay, let, let some other people watch it. And they're like, yeah, okay, no, it's rated R. Because, you know, it is it is very graphic and stuff like that. But, yeah. And um, another little snippet. It actually ended up costing them three times more to make than what they were uh, – what they quoted everything out. Really? And it took them two uh, – yeah, it took almost double the time frame. Well, didn't one of the sets burn down? Yep. Because people were trying to say that the set was cursed, the movie was cursed, because, again, people were actually starting to get genuinely hurt on stuff, and it was only when they were actually filming the movie. Like, when they would do the test runs and everything, perfectly fine. Like, they would do 50 test runs, and they're like, good, okay, let's actually film it now, and they would do the film, and, hey, that person actually got stabbed. Or, like you said, Chris actually broke, um, hurt her back when Mm -hmm. they pulled her. I think she broke a rib? I don't remember. I think it had something to do with her coccyx, her tailbone. Yeah. So, but yeah, no. So they ended up having to pay out a lot more uh, more money to get this movie made. 
You're which, not making me feel any more comfortable after watching this movie. I just need you to know that. I, I do. I, I'm like, I, I know that hardcore, but I really got to tell this because it, it, oh my God, it brings up so much more of this movie. And that's why, again, another reason why I'm just like, yes, it's a five for me because movies like this really kind of, that's what makes me, I don't know, it makes me scared because I'm like, yes, it's true. And then it's just creepy because it reminds me of like the girl from the, from the movie The Poltergeist. Where she actually apparently got um, a, a, two of them, a ghost or something like that, in her house or something like that. After the little girl, Caroline, uh, she died movie. of uh, like sudden onset sepsis. Yeah, and then one of the other girl, the older sister, got murdered. Yeah, like something happened because again, it was apparently they they're calling these like cursed movies. Yeah, you know, and it's not cursed movies to watch them. It's it was cursed movies that they were made on set. Do you have this the the thing in your notes? Oh, the thing. What? You're gonna have to. You're just I can't to say, say it, it if you don't. If you have it, I don't want to ruin it for you. I, I don't. Oh, that this movie. Um, no, you're making a gesture, and yes. I'm gonna go with a no. Okay, so there's a face that pops up in this movie several times. Oh, it's okay. Very yes. blink, and you'll miss it. Yes. Okay, I did not write that down, but I know exactly what you're talking about. They show the face of the demon. Yep. And I. I can see it now every time I close my eyes, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to have to watch, like, Power Rangers or something else after this. Hercules. Okay, yes. That's my go-to movie. Yeah, you're going to need your Hercules. Actually, we're going to watch but, Pose because it comes out tonight. Oh, okay, yeah, you can watch Pose. Um, but no, the last thing that I was going to say about this movie was, did you know, and you're going to get freaked out so bad from this one, this comment, this was a movie that was made from a book, and the book was with the same name, The, the Exorcist, was actually based um, on actual events from a genuine exorcism from a boy that was 14 years old. Yes. You didn't know that? Yes. Okay, I, yeah. I know, the bo- I know of the boy. I, I mean, I know the story. I don't really yeah. know any of the details or anything like that yeah, that's about it. But that's what – but this movie or the book was made from that actual story of a genuine exorcism that happened with a 14-year-old boy back in the day. And then they made it into the movie. And again, that's why people were saying that this is just so odd because it's getting pulled from like actual events and actual things. And that's why they felt like maybe that energy is what's causing yeah. all these bad stuff to happen. And they didn't put one of those things in the beginning. This is based off of a true story. No, this was actually no, this like a true was... story. We're not going to tell you about it. Yeah, so you can so get demons. You can freak, yeah, you can freak out or anything like that. Oh, so we know the name of the demon. Do you know the name of the demon? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Say it on three. One, no, that's two. giving power. I don't know. That's just creepy. Well, they said it in Futurama. Okay. It, Beelzebub. No. No. Pazuzu. Oh, yeah. Pazuzu. Yeah, because they say it in The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Maggie has a little Pazuzu doll. Yeah. And then Futurama. Yeah. It's the name of his demon, that uh, Dr. Farnsworth's demon that escapes. Pazuzu. Really? I don't yeah. know. Okay. I got to rewatch some Futurama stuff because I, I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen Futurama. I need to rewatch that. That was such a great show. That is one of my comfort shows. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, those are the little snippets that I had. Some uh, some music or music, <laughs> some movie uh, knowledge that you may not have known. Spooky I didn't fans, know yeah. that last part. Hey, and if anybody else knows something about this movie that we didn't say or saw or anything, drop us a line. Let us know on Facebook when we uh, when we post this. Unless your name's Reagan, then don't talk to me. No, talk to us. It's fine. Talk to Reagan, not me. <laughs> So, okay, I'm going to ask you a question then while we still have a few minutes left. So, you believe in all this? Yes. Yeah? Yes. So do I. Okay. No, that's why. Like, no, I, I, I do. Fully inactive. I, I do, but I also, like, think of it from, like, okay, 
the chair just moved. All right, is there a string? Is there a draft? Is there a slope in the floor? Is there like oil or something? Like I try to go through all stuff. Um, hardcore, not hardcore. What's the word? The fact basis. Yeah. You try to go to- before I get to like the supernatural things. So we're gonna have to do an episode. I think we're gonna have to do a special. Um, Spooky stuff that has actually happened to us episode. Yeah. Because you know that I've had some issues. So have I. With some of the things from yep. the other side. Uh, so actually, everyone, if you would like, let us know if you'd want to hear an episode of us just talking about our experiences with supernatural. With, yeah, supernatural things. I mean, yeah. I actually, I mean, even if people don't comment, which you better comment. <laughs> or let us know. Um, I kind of would want to do that. I think that would be an awesome episode. It would be fun. We can do yeah. like a, um, um, an introduction to us and like yeah. a uh, supernatural stories. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, That's our cool. future plan. Um, um, wait, so next week it's my pick of the movie. Yes. And it is Mother's Day next week. So, so we're going to watch Mom and Dad? I don't know. I don't know about... No, that was more action drama to me. I don't know. It was like, it was a good horror movie. I don't know. I really... like. I have a movie picked for it, but it's not really a themed movie, so I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But it is something else that's kind of very iconic. And I kind of like that we're going with some of these older movies just to talk about it because I actually had a friend from, from my work, and she'd never heard of arachnophobia or anything else. So me and one of my other colleagues were telling her about this, and legitimately, as we're telling her the, the story and everything, she's just, like, getting... You could just see her, like, getting more and more, like, chills and uncomfortable. And then she felt one of, like, uh, the balloons or something. We had some balloons there at, at, uh, at the at the shop. And uh, it, like, touched her or grazed her, and she, like, flipped shit. <laughs> like, just talking about some of these movies sometimes just gives you the chills because you start thinking about it. And mm-hmm. it's, like... Again, it's just like in your head of what's going to happen. But yeah, this one made yeah, me deeply so, uncomfortable. Yeah, so we're check us out next episode too, and see which movie we pick. Also, yeah, I think um, I know what it is, but I'm not going to guess it. Okay, well, you can guess it after this. Yeah, I'll guess yeah, it after okay. this. So I don't give away to anybody. Right. So that was our this week's episode, uh, 1973's The Exorcist. Check thank, it out if you haven't seen it. Yes, uh, thank you for joining us, and stay, stay spooky. spooky.